I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Welcome in. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum. Gentlemen, gentlemen. It has come to this. We are a week away from the Super Bowl in the final two teams standing, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Although my picks last week, I picked both of the losers. I think Mike, I know Mike had, uh, he had the Chiefs the winning, and I don't know if he had the <laughs> Niners winning. I'm Both not sure, but I know he had I the Chiefs winning. Which no, I you and I, you and I were on the same. You and I were on the same page, money. You and I both had the Ravens and the Lions, uh, and uh, and Mike had uh, Kansas City and the 49ers. All right, guys, uh, let's let's look back before we look forward, right? Um, and let's look back to that Ravens uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. I just don't understand why Lamar Jackson didn't run the ball more. Granted, when you look at the statistics, um, eight carries for. Uh, what, 54 yards, uh, That that's a great day for any average quarterback, but we know Lamar Jackson is not, even to the point where like there was a video that surfaced that you saw Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline going, dude, what's wrong with you? Run the ball. When you run the ball, things happen. Things open up. What are you doing? What's wrong? Um, and then there's another video out there where uh, there was an opening and Lamar Jackson was running and, and you, you really, you got the, if he just would have gone into six gear, he could have outran, uh, the defender and, and score a touchdown, but he slowed down. It's just, he seemed like to me, it seemed like he was just trying to prove a point of being able to be a pocket passer more so than doing what he does best, integrating the run along with the pass and winning the football game. So I was uber frustrated, uh, Amani, let's go to you. I, I mean, your thoughts, you know, in watching that game, were you as perplexed as I was that, that we didn't see Lamar Jackson run more? Um, I was because there's a fine balance between being a running quarterback and being able to um, be, a, be effective in the pocket. We all know that he can be effective in the pocket. Um, we know that it's not his fastball either. Like he's, you know, he's made a lot of improvements but he's still Lamar Jackson. And when I look at uh, what he's done, I, I, you know what? It's his career this far, he's had so much success. He's had so much individual success. It reminds me a lot of like a young, like Michael Jordan. Remember, for a long time, Michael Jordan was known as the guy who had all this talent but just couldn't win the big game. And it took him, I don't know, 10 years for him to get uh, opportunity to actually win a championship. And that's what I'm watching here. I feel like it's I feel like there's a little bit of Peyton Manning in him too. Like when you get the ball and when you're like in this situation, you want to prove everybody wrong. And instead of just winning the game, you're just f- focused on proving people wrong and showing people what you could do. 
And, you know, Peyton Manning, I, I, I said the other day on the show, he reminds when I look at Lamar and his career and everything, is, I just remind him like that. Remember that character um, with, he used to play with, uh, with Bugs Bunny? And he's, he's, he goes, he grabbed Bugs Bunny and say, this is my friend. I'm going to call him George. I'm going to hug him and kiss him. And he just keeps, and he's steadily like petting him. And as he's petting Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny's like head is falling off. He just wants it too much. And I can tell that he's not comfortable in situations where all, it's all on the line. He's very comfortable during the regular season. He's very comfortable during the beginning of the playoffs. But when you're going to go to the Super Bowl, that's when his like, desire almost eats him up. And uh, I just feel like he's a guy that needs to learn to relax in the time when, you know, when, when it's all on the line, uh, when he needs it the most, when his team needs him the most, he needs to relax. And I think that's one of the things that I think when I think about Lamar and his career thus far, I just think of somebody who wants it too much. There needs to be some sort of relaxation. Uh, in his game that you just you just don't see in the, in the, you see it most of the time you just don't see it in the in the big moments um mike your your thoughts on lamar's performance and uh in the game itself yeah i i like to look at it from the you know glasses half full from the other side i thought kansas city had a good plan to try to keep him contained and i think a lot of the credit in this game actually goes to patrick mahomes I thought he said something really insightful after the game. He talked about the influence he, that Tom Brady had um, <clears throat> in terms of like some of the ways Tom Brady won was a lot of checkdowns. And, you know, if Coach Belichick was part of this conversation, guys, he would talk a lot about there's two ways to win in, in the NFL. One is to, you know, go beat your opponent and win the game. But more times than not, the best way to win is let your opponent lose the game. And, you know, that happens a lot. And I think what's happening now with – Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs is they could go win and score points, but he doesn't get sacked and he doesn't turn the ball over. So it's like they're not going to lose. Do you realize that in the second half of the game, guys, Kansas City didn't score? They literally just played keep away. And <clears throat> I think what happened in two playoff games, specifically the Cowboys against the Packers and this game, I think – Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott are sitting there watching like the other offenses just move the ball. And I think that created a sense of urgency for two really productive offenses at home. And I think their defenses not getting stops, I think really impacted how their offense played. So now Kansas city advances yet again, unbelievable career so far, the very uh, young career of Patrick Mahomes, and he's back at the big dance again. The other game later on in the evening, of course, was the 49ers going up against the Lions. Uh, I felt the Lions were going to go in outright. So needless to say, I was feeling really good about myself at the half. And then, of course, wah, 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 wah. a lot of people pointing the finger at Dan Campbell for going for it on fourth down the two, two times that he did. Um you know, Mike, I'll, I'll go back to you. I mean, how, how much blame do you place on Dan Campbell or were there other reasons why you felt uh, the the Lions uh, fell, fell very short in the second half? You know, that was one of those games, guys, where if any one of like six plays is different, we're probably talking about the Lions in the Super Bowl. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Jamal Reynolds had a big drop on a fourth down that really creates like a turnover. Um and you look, I've worked with Dan Campbell. He's who he is the best. Like he is the most authentic person you'll ever meet. Very, very, very comfortable in his own skin. And I just know him. Like 
he wouldn't be able to live with himself if he tried a field goal and you know let's say he missed and you know you talked about the psychology of like game management you know I'm sure it wasn't lost on him and I haven't talked to him about this specifically but you know the opposing kicker Jake Moody missed a 48 yard field goal their kicker is a B minus kicker Badgley he's not like an A and some of those field goals were not chip shots so I think that was you know part of the decision making process. Amani? Yeah, I felt like, you know, you've done things all game, all season, going for it on fourth down. But I think that when you're in a championship game and you're playing against one of the better teams in the league, you, ju- you have to adjust your game to the situation. I feel like, um, you know, taking those points off the board ultimately hurt them. And I know, you know, I, I know that if they would have made that field goal on fourth down, uh, and put the game up 17 again, uh, you know, going into the, I guess going into the f- late third, early fourth, I can't remember which one, uh, before the, the Niners ended up scoring that touchdown and making it only a seven-point game, I think you're talking a 10-point game and you're still two, t- two scores, uh, you're still in pretty good position. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I- I've been on many s- fields where I felt like the coach lost me a game and it's, you know, he's being aggressive, and that's all, all is what he does. But, you know, this is his first time playing, uh, being a head coach in, a ch- in an NFC championship as well. And you can't coach a regular season game or you can't coach the entire season the exactly the same when, the, when things change. Um, playing in these playoff games, it's just different. Like, the, the points are at a premium. They're, they're, just, they're just not as... They're just not the same. Uh, you can't take the same approach to a regular season game as a playoff. You can't take the same as a regular as a playoff game as a championship game. And you definitely can't take the same approach to the Super Bowl as you do a championship game. Every game deserves its own little special thing because you're you're dealing with teams that aren't going to beat themselves. That's why they're here because they 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 are they do not make mistakes. Um, and when you turn the ball over, whether it be for fourth down or you'd be for an interception or a fumble, they're turnovers, and those count uh, uh, against you. It's a, it's a field position game, and I feel like he did not play the uh, – like, I, I love everything he's done, and I really um, appreciate the, the way he has turned around the organization, but this is a new level that he hasn't been on and the whole team hasn't been on, and I feel like as a head coach, and I feel like he needed to adjust to the situations. Um, so, so really quick, I, I, before, cause we're going to spend obviously a lot of time today and a lot of time next Sunday talking about this matchup. And of course, Kansas city and the 49ers moving forward, um, for, for the Ravens and the lions, which team do you feel more confident has a better opportunity of getting back here next year might surprise you, but I feel the Detroit Lions, because I think the AFC North is only going to get more competitive and better, especially with Joe Burrow being healthy, anticipating him to be healthy next year. Um, Also, uh, the Ravens are, you know, uh, got some cap space issues that they have to uh, figure out. Uh, They're going to be losing some players. Uh, Meanwhile, for the Detroit Lions, I want to say, and and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think they've got like over $50 million in cap space, so they can be aggressive in free agency, focusing on the secondary They've drafted extremely well. They had a lot of rookies that contributed this year. As far as they went, getting to that NFC Championship game, uh, that experience, I'm sure as you you would agree with me, is so valuable heading into year two for a lot of these guys. I I, I believe the Detroit. I, I if I if you were to say Anita, uh, you have a hundred dollars. 
who would you put that would go further into next year? Believe it or not, as much as I love the Ravens and love Lamar Jackson, I'd actually put it on the Detroit Lions. Mike, agree or disagree with me? No, I, I agree. Um, I think that nucleus comes back. Uh, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson are back. Um, they were close this year. Like I said, that, that game in the second half could have gone either way. And you know, if they get home field advantage next year, it's going to be hard to go into Detroit and win. So I, I'm with you on that. Amani? No, I, th- I still think that if you have Lamar and you have that team around him, the defense, um, the way it's been, I think they're going to lose Odell. And they're not going to pay him another $18 million for one year. Um, I just feel like they, they, I don't know, the Ravens have been up there more times than not. They've made the playoffs, I don't know how many years in a row. Uh, this is the Lions, I think it's their second time, first or second time. I think it's their first playoff win in, their, their first playoff win since 1992 and their first uh, NFC championship since 1960-something. And I know it doesn't, the history in the NFL really doesn't mean that much, but I just feel like losing a game like that, losing a Super Bowl, I've done that, and I know it's not just all of a sudden peaches and cream and everything's just come back in the same way as it, you're not going to come back in the same, you're going to have like some disappointments, there's going to be some questions that need to be answered. If I was Dan, I would talk to the team, I'd be like, look, this is what happened, you know, this is what I'm going to do differently, like, because if you don't believe in your head coach because the mistakes that were made going in on fourth down, because you know all the, the players, that's all they're going to hear all offseason. Oh, man, what's your coach doing? You know what I mean? When they're talking to their boys and when they're talking to their family, everybody's going to be a Saturday morning quarterback, and he has to address that with the team for them to be able to move on and, and put that away and move on. I remember when we lost the Super Bowl in 2000, it took us years to get over mentally. And I remember after we ended after Brent after uh, Lawrence Tynes ended up kicking the field goal in 2008 and having us go to the Super Bowl the first thing that went across my mind because I was so disappointed that we lost the Super Bowl five years earlier no seven years earlier was oh damn it we got to go back to the Super Bowl it was a horrible experience and there's a lot of trauma that has to be worked out collectively as a team and uh, losing a game and like that is, uh, is not an easy thing to get over. It's not just, okay, we're just going to run it back over again. There's going to be some people that have some questions about his coaching style, and he's going to have to defend them, and he's going to have to convince these guys that if we're in a similar situation, um, I, I don't know if going for it on fourth down all the time is the right thing to do. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. So, gentlemen, this line opened up at 1. Uh, the 49ers favored from the get-go. Uh, went up to 1.5. Now it's up to 2. I, I don't quite understand. Head-scratcher for me. Kansas City, I think uh, the better head coach and Andy Reid, more proven, of course. Kyle Shanahan, 0-2 in, in the Super Bowl. Once as a head coach, once as an offensive coordinator. Um that uh, made some really bad decisions in that Atlanta loss to the Patriots. Better quarterback in Patrick Mahomes than Brock Purdy. Better defense, especially in the postseason. Better kicker. Uh, knows the stadium well. 4-0 at Allegiant Stadium. Played a tougher schedule. Uh, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. Why and all the reasons why Kansas City is better. Don't quite understand why the 49ers are favored here. Uh, Mike, let's go to you. Uh, are, are you surprised that the 49ers are favored here? Completely agree. Um, you know, if we were looking at this, I would take the running backs of San Francisco, probably would take the receivers, but that's it. Kansas City has, as you said, the better coach, quarterback, offensive line, and defense. So I'm hard-pressed to know why is Kansas City not favored? Amani? I just think there's a lot of Niner fans out there that are – they were pushing that line that way. People are voting, on, betting on the Niners. I don't think they've had a good performance this entire. Um, uh, I don't think they put together a, a complete game the entire playoffs. I think they struggled early on versus Green Bay, you know, and obviously I don't think they played particularly well um, versus the Lions, allowing the Lions to get that big type of lead. If I'll tell you what, if they if they think the Niners think they're going to be able to come back on Kansas City and the Kansas City Chiefs with the defense that they have. Um, they have another thing coming. I feel like the, the, both of the games that they won in the playoffs were lost by the opposing team. They lost, the Green Bay lost that lead uh, when they you know, had some questionable calls and some inopportune plays and fumbles and whatnot. And the Detroit Lions, exact same, I mean, excuse me, and the, yeah, the Detroit Lions, exact same way. Like that game was one done and dusted. Dan Campbell goes for a couple field goals and puts it out of reach from the beginning. Um, I think that uh, that the Niners don't get the momentum swing and they don't get and all the Reynolds drops. He had not, he didn't just have one drop. He had two very crucial. One was a third. One was a fourth down, and I think one was a third down as well, where he just took his eye off the ball and started trying to run up the field before he he got it. Um, and there was just some strange plays. The fumble by Jameer Gibbs that was another one that was kind of very questionable. That usually doesn't happen. I don't, I don't remember Jameer Gibbs being it. As being a uh, as being a uh, guy who fumbles the ball a lot, so yeah, I, I just felt like if they're going into if the Niners are going into this Super Bowl feeling comfortable, uh, they're whistling in the graveyard because that that these performances over these last playoffs over teams that are supposedly better than them, I mean that they're supposed to be a lot much better than um, it, it, you know in the Green Bay and in um, Detroit, I just I just don't think they're playing their best football. Let me let's let's start with the coaches here, right? Like you, we know what we get with Andy Reid, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has won before. Uh, is is very wise in in making changes in a game, and and, and then of course his right hand man, uh, Steve Sp- Spagnola, who of course we know well uh, with our tenure uh, here in New York with the Giants and whatnot. So I just feel like you've got a really solid, great one two punch with both those guys. And and not to take anything away from Kyle Shanahan, you know, one could argue one of the best offensive minds in the NFL, but still unproven. So, uh, you know, 
you know, I, I, I mean, you know, what's the pressure like you think for Kyle Shanahan, especially a, he hasn't, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Uh, number one and number two coming from his, his family lineage, right? Right. A, a lot of people, there's a narrative out there like silver spoon, uh, these positions have been given to him, didn't really have to work hard to get where he's at. Again, this isn't how I feel. I'm just saying the narrative is out there in regard to him. Do you, I, you feel like there's extra pressure on Kyle to win because of because there's that perception of him for a percentage of people, Mike? I, I don't think so. Um, look, did he get opportunities because of his last name? Of course, but you don't get to where you are without um, – being really good and working hard, you know, offense coordinator of the Falcons that got to the Super Bowl, head coach of the 49ers a couple of years ago that got to the Super Bowl. Like that doesn't happen unless you're really good and talented and, and work at it. Now, with that said, yeah, there's pressure, you know, to get over the hump, you know, so to speak. And, you know, Monty laid out earlier about how Michael Jordan took, you know, what, 10 years to get over the hump. And yeah. You know, Kyle may not do it yet, but um, he he's a talented guy. Um, I think there's just a lot of pressure on everybody for the Super Bowl because, you know, Rex Ryan said on ESPN a little bit last week, you know, the championship game is tough. Winner gets to the Super Bowl, the loser of the championship game, which I know well, I lost three of them. Um, you know, you, you don't get anything. So um, there, I think there's just pressure because, you know, the, the, the title is in the balance. Uh, in in regard to uh, in regard to the quarterback, you know, I, you know, obviously we could sit here as we know what time it is with with Purdy, right, Mr. Irrelevant, but has far exceeded any type of expectation this season. Um, let let's talk about it, Amani. I'd love for you to to elaborate. You know, how much are you putting on experience, uh, and not just experience, game experience of playing in a Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes and and none for Purdy, but also just the experience of how to prepare for the Super Bowl these two weeks. This past week, where you really uber-prepare for your opponent, and this week, where now they're going to be in Las Vegas, a lot of media, um, you know, media requests. You know, you've been there, you've done that, you know how insane it could be. You know, how, how much of an advantage does Mahomes have in this, considering that he's been there, done that, got the free T-shirt already? Oh, he's, it's, it's a huge bonus that you've been there. You've won one, you've lost a cut, you've lost one. So there's nothing in this thing that you haven't, you haven't experienced. And being able to have overcome a loss of a Super Bowl, that I think that makes it almost, makes you also just, you just relax. You're like, well, I've been there, I've done it. I'm not gonna be as disappointed as I was before. And I don't know, I just, I think after losing a Super Bowl, um, you know how, how much it hurts and and then you know what it takes and you know the mistakes that you can and cannot make and you know um, how to deal with the excitement, how to deal with the long uh, pregame when they sing America the Beautiful. You know how, you know, you, you warm up and then you sit on the sideline for a half hour and get cold again. And that, you know, most players are creatures of habit and those little things uh, really are, are hard to, to deal with. But both teams have been to Super Bowls. Both teams have, uh, have lost Super Bowls. So I feel like it's going to be a, a – that's not going to be one of the excuses on why, this, why the team wins or loses. But I feel like there is a distinct advantage for a team that has experienced both the wins and the loss 
um, in the Kansas City Chiefs instead of just the Niners who had just lost. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that situation, since both of these teams have been there and they played each other in, the, in, the, in recent history, it's not going to be – I think these teams are going to come out and they're going to know each other. It's going to be a very good game. There's not going to be any of these weird mistakes because somebody's not prepared or ready. Both of these coaches are going to get their guys ready. So I'm, I'm excited for a really good Super Bowl because it's going to be super competitive um, because none of these teams are going to be afraid. None of these teams are, haven't been there in the last couple of years. And shoot, they played each other you know, a couple of years back. So I'm, I'm looking for a good game. I, I can't wait to see the Super Bowl. As Bart Scott. 800 <laughs> Can't wait. 800-919-3776. Let's go to our phone lines. Ira's standing by in Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. Welcome to New York Game Day. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you? I tell you, you know, I, I understand why, but just, good morning. Just two-week layoff. I, I get it. I know it's all about business, but it, it really doesn't. It's not good for the teams or the game, but it is what it is. But, yeah, Armani just brought up a great point about the Lions. Uh, they didn't uh, call. The 49ers didn't win those two playoff games. Packers and Lions lost them. And I'll tell you the truth, I think if the Chiefs go out there and they play a physical game and their offensive line pushes around the 49ers the way the Lions did in the first half, and I don't think Andy Reid is going to make some of the questionable calls that Campbell made down the stretch, which I get it. If Reynolds catches the ball, you're not talking about that decision. But at the end of the day, what got you there, sometimes you take the analytics and everything else and you have to look at the situation and the magnitude of the game. And I think he could have gone in a different direction. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the 49ers. I think this is like a 27-10 type of ball game. Mm. Wow. Um, thanks for the call, Ira. Really do appreciate it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN, joining us now. Um, Adam, let's get right to it. You know, I feel like this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. A lot, a lot of times people say, oh, you want to be peaking when you get closer to the postseason. You want to come in playing your best football. And sure enough, that's what's happened here. The Kansas City Chiefs, nothing to write home about during the regular season. But boy, have they looked great in the postseason. Why? Yeah, you know, I, it certainly didn't help that the enemy wasn't there in that he was he, his attention to detail is legendary. He uh, 
Uh, he would drive guys crazy uh, with his, um, uh, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And, and, uh, but, but it worked. Uh, you know, they, they didn't commit a lot of penalties, pre-snap penalties in particular, and they didn't drop the ball, and uh, they didn't turn it over much. And so, you know, you, you wonder a little bit. But you got to remember when, when the Chiefs changed coordinators from Eric Bieniemy to Matt Nagy, Andy Reid still his his fingerprints are still on the operation there. I mean, he's still the I don't want to call him the offensive coordinator, but he's still the play caller. He still you know, has a lot of say in what goes in the playbook and what doesn't. So it's not the huge change that it might be for a lot of teams going from one coordinator to another. So I, I think if the Chiefs missed the enemy anywhere, it was. Um, in his attention to detail and not letting things slide to any extent. Now, as far as wide receiver, yeah, the Chiefs, uh, they really did uh, miscalculate. They had a couple young receivers they really banked on development from. Kadarius Tony's one, Sky Moore's another. Neither player gave him much this year. They, uh, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling regressed a little bit this year. Although he's played well in the playoffs, but uh, so it was Rasheed Rice, their uh, rookie wide receiver, who sort of carried them at wide receiver. And um, um, you know, without him, who knows where the Chiefs would be? But uh, he's done a nice job. So uh, you know, it's um, it's certainly not like it was back in the days of Tyreek Hill uh, earlier in Patrick Mahomes' career. But they're making it work. At least lately, they have. Adam Teicher joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, does a phenomenal job covering the Kansas City Chiefs and will be extremely busy uh, the next seven days plus. Um, Travis Kelsey, let's talk about it, right? <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm. this season, uh, far from vintage on, you know, and then compounded with with the whole Taylor Swift. What, what has that been like, Adam, <laughs> to cover this team? you know, in the shadows of, of Taylor Swift, attending games, not attending game, like all the things surrounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it. It's what has defined them this season. Like it's not, you yeah. know, when Kansas city plays, it's, it's not just you're talking X's and O's. Was <laughs> she there? How many times yeah. did they go to her in the booth? What is she wearing? I, I, I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge thing. I, that was the question I got before every game, home or road, um, all season long from people who, who I, I know. And, and they're like, hey, is Taylor Swift going to be there this weekend? You know, is she coming to the game? And uh, so it was uh, it was a phenomenon in that regard. Uh, you know, no one was asking me all of a sudden about Pat Mahomes anymore. They wanted to know about Taylor Swift, you know. So, yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was a uh, an interesting phenomenon and continues to be. And, uh so um, you know, it's it's um, you know, Travis Kelsey's. He's an interesting guy. I mean, I I think it's easy to say that he's been distracted by all this. Uh, you look at his numbers were down this year and say, well, he he was affected by this. But I I, I don't think so. I think that's sort of a um, adding up two plus two and getting five. I I don't think so. He he's if anybody can handle this kind of thing, it's Travis Kelsey. He he's kind of built for this. He. He's able to compartmentalize as well as any player I've ever been around. And, and so uh, um, I, I feel like when he's in the Chiefs facility, he's all about football. And I, I don't think people really appreciate that about him. You know, everybody sees him, um, you know, dating Taylor Swift and, 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 and 
doing all these other things. And remember, he had his dating show on TV a few years ago. It's easy to conclude that Travis Kelsey isn't serious about football, but he really is. I mean, that's kind of a misunderstood part about him, I think. But, um, um, you know, if anybody can make this work, it's Travis Kelsey. And he uh, certainly – um, he, he was on another level last week in Baltimore. I mean, he, he just, um, in one of the biggest games of his career, just really lifted up the Chiefs in their passing game when they really needed him. Yeah, 11, 11 of 11, over 100 yards, yeah. and of course uh, found the end zone. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a few other things I, I want to tee up for you. Uh, one is Patrick Mahomes and his dad bod, which went viral th- this <laughs> this week, right? Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you think when you think quarterback, right? Like you know you you, you know you think you, you, when you think football player, you know you yeah. <laughs> you think you know um, you know ripped. You think athletic. L- listen, <laughs> I started playing pickleball this year. Yeah. I, like I've given up that notion. Like 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 I'll walk onto a pickleball court and I'll go up against somebody who's like three hundred pounds and they'll kick my ass. Right. Or yeah. I'll walk on a yeah. pickleball court and I'll go up against somebody who's 70 years old and they'll kick my ass. So yeah. I, like I, I've given up on that. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and prejudge. But I mean, it, it, it was a thing this week <laughs> in regard. Yeah. It, like, has his body changed since he's become a dad? Is that is like is, is, is the dad bod notion a real thing with him? Well, I, I think that was kind of who Patrick Mahomes was uh, pre-dad um, in this pre-dad days. He was kind of that way. So, uh, yeah, no one really maybe knew about it, but um, um, I, I don't think this is anything new. I don't think in his case it is really a dad bod. It was uh, It was just, I, it was just a photo that went viral. It was, it was, yeah, it was yeah, a photo yeah, that went viral. Yeah, I think he's been pretty careful not to be uh, photographed oh, that funny. way. But but they got him finally, and uh, they they got is. him. All right, uh, let's start talking X's and O's. Uh, of course, I'm sure as you know, Spags. I love him. He was here in New York uh, when he was with the Giants. One of my favorite human beings. Uh, always loved sitting down and talking shop with him. This defense yeah. really has been outstanding. Um, I, I know Andy Reid gets a lot of credit. Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of credit. I think sometimes Spags doesn't get enough credit. Agree or disagree? Yep. No, I agree completely. Um, you know, he uh, has been, I don't know how unsung he is. I know Chiefs fans, uh, he's uh, kind of a, a cult guy now with Chiefs fans. But he uh, he certainly has done a, a very good job. Since he joined the Chiefs, you know, they they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers a few years ago in his first year mm-hmm. with Kansas City. So, uh, you know, he's done a nice job, and, you know, he's got a lot to work with. They, they've got some versatile defensive linemen. They can move around, and, and they look for favorable matchups, not just with Chris Jones, but with other guys as well. And um, their linebackers are, are playing really well. They, they've got a, a bunch of guys who can do different things in the secondary so they can mix and match the way they want to go there. So there is a lot to work with and and he puts it all to good use. Uh, It's really hard to figure out a lot of times what he's going to be doing next. And certainly, um, you know, Baltimore was uh, having problems with that last week for sure. So uh, um, eager to see how, what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have uh, ready to go in terms of a game plan against this because uh, the Chiefs can go a lot of different ways and it's it's tough to guess exactly what he has uh, in, Spagnola has planned 
So uh, last thing before we let you go, um, you know, how do you see this game playing out? Game script? What do you envision here? Uh, I, I think the wrong team's favored. I think Kansas City's going to win this. Um, so really curious to get your thoughts on, on how you think this is all going to unfold, Adam. Yeah, I, I see a competitive game. I, I don't see either team, unless there's, you know, just some turnovers, there's freak things that we can't predict. I don't see either team having a big advantage here. I, I think it's going to be a competitive game and close throughout. And um, I, I just keep going back to this, Anita, that the Chiefs have been such a tough out with Pat Mahomes at quarterback in the playoffs. You know, he's lost three times in the playoffs, and two of them were in overtime, and, and one of them was in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay when their offensive line just disintegrated. They were playing backups. Um, against one of the best pass rushing teams in the league, and, and just couldn't handle it. Um, but other than that, I, I, I just so I just feel like the Chiefs are so resourceful with their coaching, and they they can do they particularly on defense go to so many things. I, I just feel like they're they're going to be a tough to um, tough to beat in a situation like this. So I agree with you. I think the Chiefs should be favored here, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the 49ers win. I think the Chiefs are going to need to play well if they're going to win, but I I do kind of like the Chiefs in this one. All right, I want to thank Adam Teicher for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Stay tuned. We get back. We'll get Amani's keys to victory. What do the Kansas City Chiefs need to do to win? We'll find out next right here on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I want to remind you, come out and see Michael K. And, of course, the Michael K. Show live Friday at 3 o'clock from Platt Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island, for a special countdown to kick off. Uh, the broadcast will get you ready for the big game. Live music from uh, one of the tri-state area's best cover bands, The Mystic. Uh, of course, bringing the big game experience to you at Platt Deutsch Park, brought to you by Wise Snacks, Security Dodge, Resorts World Catskills, uh, Chili Willie and Cool Carl's Ice, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, and the new Tullamore Dew Honey. It's time now for Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by hey, Infinity.com. Yep. So are you guys playing pickleball on Friday? Like, is that match happening in Long Island? Nope. No. Nope. Still I'm waiting on today. a date. i got a tournament going on today. Stop it. A warm-up tournament, yeah. Where? Down in Marlboro, New Jersey today. Wow. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go play out in Hoboken after the show's over around 1130. I was going to mm. say, why don't, you come, why don't you come join me? Uh, I, I would love to. i got to get ready and head down to Marlboro. Look at you. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Mike. We're still waiting for a date, uh, and reports reports are from a from a variety of uh, producers at the station is that Rick and Dave are, uh, you know, um, uh, haven't been aggressive in giving us a date because they're honing their skills. This is this is report. This is, ah. this is yeah. This is what's being reported is that they're trying to they're, they they're they're using this time to get better. And that's why they haven't given us a date. Hmm. So there's that. We'll uh, see. But, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it is time for Money's Keys to Victory brought to you by Infinity.com. Get ready for Amani's Keys to Victory. All right. Time for uh, Amani's Keys to Victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Give it to us. Uh, what exactly do the Chiefs need to do in order to make sure they walk away with another Super Bowl win, Amani? I think one of the key-ish areas that nobody has talked about and how dominant the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the areas that nobody even talks about is the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs with Snell. I mean, he made the play of the game when he knocked the the ball out of uh, um, the rookie's hands, Zay Flowers, right at the goal line. That, to me, is a play that is under underutilized, underemphasized, because that, to me, was the momentum changer uh, of of the entire weekend this week uh, past weekend in the championship weekend um and this secondary has not been getting the it's just due and if they if this secondary continues to play as well as they have been playing and eliminating the big plays contesting all plays not and 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 tackling in the way they do uh it's going to be tough for the niners the niners are a team with wide receivers that are good wide receivers, but great when they get the ball in their hands, like Debo Samuels. So if you can, if the, if the, if the Kansas City Chiefs can eliminate the wide receivers from the San Francisco 49ers, like Ayuk, and, and really try to you know, put, a, put a lid on, um, on, um, on, on Kittles, the Niners without those guys, I mean, I'd I, I take my chances with just pure Christian McCaffrey because early in the game against Detroit, Christian McCaffrey was getting stopped a lot because it wasn't until Ayuk, Kittle, and, um, and Debo started, you know, chain, making plays on, in that secondary that allowed Christian McCaffrey to really start getting loose. So I, I feel like the secondary for... This is the Kansas City Chiefs is going to have to continue to play well and tackling, knocking the ball away, contesting balls, intercepting. They, they are a, a force that nobody's talking about on how, how good they've been playing and how good they are this season. Money's keys to victory again brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover by InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. Uh, Mike, your thoughts, agree or disagree? What do you feel the, the, the one most important thing uh, will be for the Kansas City Chiefs to walk away with a victory against the 49ers? Uh, I, I just think if they play a clean game, I just think like if this game was played 100 times, you know, Kansas City would win 70 of them. Like I think San Francisco is going to have to create turnovers. But I'll tell you right now, here's what's going to happen. Um, and you guys didn't listen to me last week, so we take didn't. out. We get, didn't. Take, get <laughs> time for some copious notes here. Uh-oh. I work. I work with Chris Kassarek in Miami. He's the D-line coach in San Francisco. He's a really good coach, and he believes that we're going to impact the passer every single play, and if it's a run play, we're going to tackle the running back on the way of the quarterback. 
and the way Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of Detroit, attacked, especially early in the game, San Francisco horizontally, a lot of perimeter runs, a lot of pin and pull, a lot of cracks. That's what Andy Reid's going to do. Andy Reid's background, guys, is an offensive line coach, and I think they're going to gash San Francisco early in the game. Isaiah Pacheco, quick screens, get the ball to the perimeter, make those corners tackle for the 49ers. And I just think it's going to be a little bit of the 49ers playing uphill much the way we saw early in that Detroit game. I think the difference is I think Kansas City can finish the game with Mahomes the way that, you know, Jared Goff couldn't put the game away. Yeah. Um, had or, Cynthia, or, or Love, or Jordan Love. Had Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network on my show uh, this week and, of course, uh, played a clip from it earlier today in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, this is a... Um, Kansas City Chiefs defense, second best in the NFL in in um, defending yards after the catch. Yeah. And, of course, a big, big way that the 49ers obviously have, have gotten their yards uh, is, 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 is that yak. And Kansas City is the second best in the NFL. Also, um, you've got Brock Purdy, who's thrown more interceptions in this postseason than any other quarterback uh, that participated in the postseason. And even... It, interception worthy plays where the ball should have, could have, would have been intercepted, hit the defender, right. You know, uh, in, uh, in the number and, and didn't catch it or what, you know, so, so those statistics are out there as well. So I, I do believe that the Kansas city chiefs are going to come away with a pick. If not two. might be one of my favorite prop bets out there as well. Um, in regard to, uh, in, t- in regard to Brock Purdy, I think, I think turnovers are going to play a big role, which I know I'm not breaking news here. You know, any head coach will tell you that we're in the turnover battle and more chances than not, you're winning the game. And I think, uh, I think Brock Purdy is going to turn the ball over. 